Hello and welcome to another episode of What We're Listening To. Again, we have a very special episode for you today where we're uh, doing another interview. And this time I have the honor of interviewing another John. This is John Ringhofer, though, of Half-Handed Cloud. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not raining right now and there are flags up uh, in Finland, so it means it's a flag day. Um, they put, okay. they kind of randomly put flags up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. There's some some sort of Finnish holiday that I, I'm not keeping track of, but um, they, yeah. I can see one right now. <laughs> nice. I know in um, some of your your children's songs, you mentioned some of the holidays or celebratory days, <laughs> um, and even in your new um, your new video for the song "Handles," uh, there are a lot of balloons. Is uh, that um, was that a special holiday that happened? They do they do have a balloon uh, holiday like on uh, May Day. They call it Vapu okay. Vapu and. Uh, they have parades and uh, a lot of um, just a big, yeah, it's a big celebration day and mm-hmm. all the children come out and um, that might've been where we caught COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause we went yeah. to one, <laughs> it was outside, but there were a lot of people. So. Yeah. 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 It's um, it's, it's hard to celebrate uh, alone. <laughs> you need to be together yeah. and then that has its yeah. issues, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I I um I do love those kinds of things. You know, where you have these, uh, I suppose, cultural you know um, moments that break up the year, and um, and it makes it makes kind of like each month a little bit special, and that's that's really nice. So, yeah. Um, we I wanted to chat with you, and I I sent you um, a message about doing an interview because, um. I have been following your music for a few years now and we've chatted back and forth and I really love listening to your music and get very excited every time you have something new that's coming out. Um, But I also wanted to share that with other people and share and give you a chance to kind of talk about your album. I know that you've got other interviews coming up, but, you know, maybe the more, you know, different ways that you can talk about it, we learn about the album from different angles. So, um your new album, Flutterama, your seventh LP is coming out on the 17th of June. Um, congratulations, yeah. by the way. I, I yeah, imagine thanks. it was quite quite a big effort, um, <laughs> particularly with the way that you write music and the way that you record music. Um, it's, in my mind, a lot harder than simply um, just kind of sequencing beats in a, in a door, um, but you know, that has its merits too. I thought maybe at the start of the show, did you want to kind of give us an idea of what Flutterama is about? Sure. Um, so yeah, in my, in my mind, um, the, the, the flutter, um, is sort of, it's like oscillating between, um, troughs and peaks Um, and, Mm um, and I'm, I'm, um, I'm in, in empathy with the, the, those in the, in the trough. Um, Mm. and, uh, and 
um, feel like I'm in the trough a lot of the time. Um, and, uh, and I'm, am trying to, uh, see beauty down here and to, uh, and to reach, reach for, uh, another place and, and looking forward, uh, to, um, a time when, um, there's equality in the world and, um, mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that, so that's part of it. Um, yeah. Um, also these, um, many of these songs are, are, um, coming from a, a demo, uh, album that I made uh, a few years ago, um, um, which was, uh, kind of charting, um, my morning walk, um, uh, in sort of like treasure map pacing of, of, uh, of the, so that like when a, there's a turn or a, um, or a change in elevation, uh, the song will change or to an, a new song, or there'll be some kind of new, um, movement in the song. And, um, yeah, well, there's, there's an EP that, that, uh, was included as bonus tracks on the, gathered out of thin air um non lp singles collection and hmm. that had some of those songs um but there were other ones that made it onto this album and there there are other ones that are just not going anywhere but but oh, uh interesting cool but um but they uh yeah so they uh i used you know they were it was like um you could, you could, I mean, if you listen to some of the songs, there's like, uh, references to this walk, like, like, um, what is, what is that? Let's see. Let me think. Let me look at the lyrics here. If I can, hmm. um, there's one song that's like, ah, you came bearing scars and you walked right through the wood. So hmm. this is about, this is sort of like, um, Jesus, uh, walking, walking through the walls of, uh, of, to, to the, um, on, on the day of his After resurrection. resurrection? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, to the people that are, that are kind of hiding out, his disciples hiding out. Um, mm. but, but like walking through the wood is another way of, of saying, uh, going on my morning, my morning walk. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. there's some of the, there's things like that. Yeah. And you uh, know what? So that leads me to something just that I that really stands out constantly about your music is it's I want to say the word puns but I feel like it's much more sophisticated than just using a pun there's several layers within that you know walking through the woods so you're relating it to your own walk you're relating it like you said uh, so if I understand the first EP the one that didn't that some songs made it onto Flutterama was the Stations of the Cross. Um, is that what you, you were saying before? Uh, yeah, well, it, it references the, sta- the Stations of the Cross. I mean, it's a, it wasn't an EP. It, was a, it had 20 songs on it. It was, it was, oh, a, right. it was a demo album called Wearing mm. the Path. But, um, mm. it, um, but some of those, some songs from that demo album uh, were taken and made into an EP just that was, um, like an unreleased EP that, that was 
inside um, the Gathered Out of Thin Air collection. Yes, yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. That's okay. Yeah, and it's really interesting when you were saying uh, about the the big idea of Flutterama being the oscillation between kind of the the highs and lows. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody who's heard your music probably maybe has the same reaction of me in that it is it feels so joyful. So every time I put on your music, so I put on your music a lot for myself because I love it, but my daughter loves your music and I've noticed that uh, it kind of has this uh, joyous kind of dancing feel to it. Um, <laughs> but I did, I did notice actually on this one that some of the lyrics uh, probably sounded, I suppose, the most sad that I've heard on some of your albums. Um, uh-huh. Like you have you have that song which is you know death is a smashing um, it's um which one uh, I've got a, sorry I've got several notes here um, Should I, let's see maybe we won't survive this death's a yes, catastrophe yeah. and, death's and a, a, a snatching and a snatching that's it yeah. yeah and it was never meant to happen so we travel with burial clothes and we won't let death redefine our dreams in our struggle with suffering like and yeah. i think this is the i i know that you've touched on these themes in other albums um you know when you're looking at certain scriptures but it, it felt more personal and like mm-hmm. um there was a line about something the crap that we've gone through um i yeah. think that's on <laughs> candles and i was like you know, it, it just, it, it didn't feel, you know, out of place, but it was a different, different take on things than I had sure. heard before. So um, that's, that's interesting to hear about kind of um, this flutterama, this constant moving between the two different, you know, yeah. times. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's cool. And it's, it, it's, um, it is a human experience, <laughs> the ups and downs and the, yeah the highs and the troughs and that sort of thing. Um, so um, did you want to just talk, tell me about like the musical side of this album and kind of the inspiration that you found in tape manipulation? Because I feel like this album sounds quite different um, with the use of tape manipulation than say Flying Scroll, Flight Control or Stowaways or Halos and Lassoes. Like, it feels very gritty and there's a lot of interesting use. Do you want to talk about like how you constructed the sound of this album? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I really, I wanted it to sound uh, homemade and, and Mm. to, and handmade crafted, quilted, painted, pasted together. Like, like, Mm. like it couldn't have been made by a computer or, or by a robot. And Mm. these sort of like, smeared bundles of sound with with interruptions um like by mm. sort of grabbing the tape and like the you know kind of sound more like um well for like sci-fi films like it would it would sound more like metropolis than avatar you know like yes. like this <laughs> sort of like old like like and i and i'm i'm this like as I was doing research for kind of the, the major EP that came between flying scroll and um, this, this new album um, there's an, there's an EP that 
um, I made called Jiminy Circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, yep. which is like, um, kind of a commission by this guy, Jacob, who at the time he was in a band called the drums, Jacob mm. Graham. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, was, he's, he runs a label called plastic music. He helps run it. Um, yes. and, um, and it's an electronic, like a boutique electronic label. They have, um, lots of, you know, lots of synthesizer music on there. And, uh, and so he asked me to make, make an album, um, making, make something for them. Um, mm. cause I think he, he really enjoyed, uh, flying scroll flight control. And so, yeah. um, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really, I didn't have, have so many, uh, electronic, uh, elements in, in half-handed cloud. I mean, there, there's a little bit of like cheap Casio on, a couple early things and, uh, but he, the Omnicord. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Well, the Omnicord, that is different. That's kind of, that's so Halos and Lassos is a little bit electronic, isn't it? Um, yeah. I guess I've never really thought of the distinction when you released Jiminy circuits. Um, I didn't really think twice about, <laughs> Oh, it's all synthesized because it still felt very much, you know, in the vein of half handed cloud, like now that I think about it, yeah, like the way that you make music is often very analog and very organic and that was quite a different feel. But I mean, it was a very vintage synthesizer from what I understand. Yes. Yeah, so he, he gave me a, an actual uh, monophonic uh, analog synthesizer from oh, wow. maybe 1980 or something he, something he used. I mean, it was a, a little mm. bit beat up and has like a little bit of tuning issues and stuff, but that's, that's actually, that's my, that's my jam a little bit. Like I want, yeah. I want it to sound, <laughs> sound like a little, <laughs> a little screwed up. <laughs> and, um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear that a bit on Flutterama. Like I oh, was yeah. just amazed at how sometimes you can rip apart a song and it still feels like it's holding together. Like even your, uh, 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 you've like uh-huh. crunched them and so they cut out and in and stuff. And I worry that like everything's going to get out of sync, but I should know better and, and just trust you that you have it all <laughs> under control. Like, cause it feels like you're destroying the sound sometimes with all the, like even the start of handles. I was listening to that through my really good headphones and it's like uh. brutal, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of chaos and that sort of thing. And, and you really can do something very different when you're working with tape in the way that you're doing things. Like you can go totally off the grid and you don't have to kind of stay within the bounds of a usual digital audio workstation, sort of four beats a bar sort of thing. Like that's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. And some of it's recorded on, onto uh, tape that is like crinkled, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yep. a little, like a little bit like chewed up and like hmm. this, the songs, like sometimes they're sort of like drooping a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. A little saggy. <laughs> um, we've talked about this before. And when I've used little tape loops as well, I've used cassette tapes rather than real. And yeah. after a while, you know, my bad sticky taping job of cutting them up gets mangled somewhere along the way and i kind of go oh i like that like it's a texture and something interesting so do you 
do you like, um, I think I heard this on another podcast you sent me, you record on to reel to reel and then you export it all into logic to mix it. It is. Yeah. It is mixed on a computer, this album. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first one I've mixed myself, at least first album, uh, yeah. all by myself. Um, cause I usually have help from other people who I, I didn't have a computer before. That's, that's one main thing is that I, I didn't, mm. um, have my own computer until after flying scroll came out. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that really, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's stunning to me, like, uh, to try and construct that all. I, I guess I grew up, you know, using my computer to kind of arrange things and all that sort of thing. And so I'm, I'm constantly like, wow, like this is done, this is done all kind of unseen. Well, it can be unseen. Like you're not seeing physically your waveforms. It's all there on tape in a way that you can't necessarily picture it. Um, mm. And sometimes I use my eyes to kind of construct things as much as my my ears, but maybe that's a separate thing. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track here. But No, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really loved, yeah, I really loved the way that tape was such a central feature in this album, um, particularly on one of the tracks, um, which is my favourite on the album, the Swallowing the Water You Walk On, which is oh, the yeah. new single that just got released. Uh-huh. Um, so am I understanding it right that the main melody right at the start of the song, you're using the tape to bend the note up and down as part of the melody? Have I got yeah, that right? Yes, yes. There's not, it's all, uh, it's a piano that's just. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a piano bending, bending. Um, so the tape is moving the piano note, turning, yeah. turning the piano note into like a, almost like a slide trombone kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that, yeah, that's fantastic. So I, it reminds me of a band called the Sleepy Man Banjo Boys. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. They're like a trio of brothers in the States or something. And I remember watching this performance and they're really young. Um, they're the youngest kid. He has this banjo and the main melody is, is, um, is played by detuning and retuning some of the strings. Okay. So in the same, yeah. the same way that you're using the tape speed to, to play different notes on the piano, he's like playing, plucking one string and then detuning it to play the next note rather than like plucking a different part of the string. And it's just a, to me, those two things were connected in my mind and I just thought I really like, you know, it's a simple thing of, of using a different technique to play wow. a melody, but it creates such a unique sound. And he's, he's, and, uh, doing, that, he's doing that live? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll send you a clip. I, I think okay. you'll love it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. So I, so I, I love, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, did, I mean, I did a little bit of like uh, guitar, uh, um like detuning um with um there's a song on on um thy is a word and feet need lamps called yes, yeah. uh out of crudeness healing and it has this uh and it, that's i've got one of those little like cranks you can use for for putting, yeah, yeah. when you're putting on i'm <laughs> using that to, but I just made a, yeah, I just made a loop out of that and just kind of had that going. 
No, I do that's, remember that's that. An older yeah, one, that's great. This sounds really cool. These these banjo boys. Yeah, and it it's really interesting how it's the thing I really appreciate about your music is that you put a lot of detail into things which could be very easily overlooked. And um, for instance, um, just talking about the album itself, um, I was listening to Amnesis, Amnesis, which um, is the word remembering. And I listened to this track and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like a minute long. It's got some really interesting sounds and effects and that sort of thing. And then you had sent me through kind of like the album notes sort of thing. And I suddenly realized you had this whole like, story about huh. what's happening in this one minute of musical like to what might seem to be you know just a kind of filler in between track i realized was a very interesting and deeply theological song um <laughs> and i'm going to quote jay tholen here so jay okay, tholen yeah. and i were talking about your music and he said john ringhofer truly is the everlasting gobs- gobstopper of music because <laughs> Every time, every time we come to your music and listen to it, it's like we find another layer beneath and then another layer and another layer. So for the listeners who are listening to this and then listening to the album, this track, Anamnesis, you've got here basically kind of eight parts to the song. Did you want to explain it or did you do you want me to read what you've got written here or is that more yeah. for... Well, um, yeah, I don't have it uh, before me, but... Um, maybe it'd be good to read it or, but, um, that was actually, it was originally made for my, um, I was applying to graduate school, uh, in, um, here in Finland. Uh, Mm. what I thought was, uh, like an experimental music program. And I got, I got past the first round and, uh, and made this, made this piece and, um, and then they had, had an interview um, I, th- I think what the, the assignment was to, um, the assignment was something about transformation. Mm. And so, uh, anamnesis, uh, does mean remembering, but, but there's also this other, um, this other aspect of, um, it's, isn't that what, let's see, I should yeah. just find my, it's some, it's some, let me find it in, in I my. I had it uh, open on Wikipedia last night. Last it's a different night. And um, <laughs> yeah, because um, and it it has like um, where is it? So it's a liturgical statement in Christianity in which the church refers to the memorial character of the Eucharist or to the Passion, Resurrection, Ascension of Jesus. So it has it's in reference to Corinthians. You know, do this in memory of me. Mm-hmm. And so you took this and you've got it, you know, part A is your egg slicer sounds representing initial germ in Jesus recitation of bread of life. And then you've got the Catholic section signal by chimes reflecting transubstantiation. And then C is the Protestant uh, section resisting the perceived superstition of transubstantiation. And then D, the theme is swallowed by a, uh, a body being filled with air, and then E is the caudal structure of the reflected. Um, oops, sorry, I've lost the. <laughs> I just closed it for a second. Um, <laughs> you know the 
D is swallowed by the body filled with air. E is the caudal structure of the reflected theme. It's altered in the tempo speeds while tape manipulated mouth noise imitates a balloon. The forward theme returns in with its F internalization elevator climbing section to release the flying wings of an umbrella. And I, <laughs> I read that to my wife. I was like, this is astounding. You know, there's so much packed in so intentionally into one minute of kind of experimental sounds like how long did it take you to record this piece? Ooh, uh, I don't remember. I, you know, probably a couple weeks. Um, yeah, wow. maybe maybe I had. I wonder when, when did I make this? I don't. I mean, I think it was after. Yeah, it was after our third child was born, and we. I had a little. Mm. Had a little time to, to work on it. Uh, I mean, I was also busy with um, recording sound effects for a couple of different programs at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yeah, I mean, and part of this like was like writing, uh, writing essays about, about things. So there was like different parts of, I'd write an essay about something about, I had, I had an essay I wrote on um, ice cream truck music. And, uh, and that kind of figures in, into anamnesis as well. Like, like, like the sound of the, of the kind of, of the tinkering of, of an ice cream truck music awakens like a, a memory inside of us. Like the, we, yeah. that, uh, that, you know, sort of this, this joy of, uh, that we associate with eating ice cream, but also sort of our, our childhood and. Um, mm. and I, and I just love the idea of like a, a, a vehicle coming and singing a song to us. <laughs> hmm. I, I would, um, I'd love to read that. That would be very interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, no pressure, but like, I find that, I find that really interesting. And, and in Finland, do the ice cream trucks also play green sleeves? Ah, uh, they don't play green sleeves. They, they have, um, they have their own song. It goes like, which I sample, I recorded and worked it into one of the songs for, I don't have a bib, the, the children's album. Okay. Uh, there's like a, there's like a sound piece. Um, right. Oh yes. Yeah. The, what is it? Everything. Um, no, uh, that's it's not that one. That's the song that uh, that uh, that our son uh, sings. Let me see. I could find the. I mean, what it what it's doing is it's um, it's a sound piece that mixes um, um, Finnish ice cream trucks with uh, South African ice cream trucks uh, ice ice cream stand music. They have ice cream stands there in the. Um, kind of in the middle of nowhere a little bit, but like, like, um, and, and just calls people to come, but I have that, let's see, the song would be, um, tapes. It's just called tapes. It's yes. after the yogurt song. Okay. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was mistaking the two, but, um, yes, I do. I can hear that in my head now. Um, I have listened to that, that children's album a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> not not only with my daughter, but just just for fun, because I I really enjoy yeah. those songs. 
I also like how raw those feel. Um, even though, you know, you've recorded both on tape, it, it feels a lot more kind of like well, you can hear some of the hum and hiss and stuff like that. Yeah, that was that one is made like with um, uh, like a cassette tape player more like um, and using the microphone oh, from okay. the cassette to because uh, because just because that's the way that I made recordings with when I was a child um, with mm. with my parents. So I wanted to yeah, I wanted to have that preserve that. I probably have the tape recorder right here. I, let me see if I can. I think we both well, have the same one. Is it the little Yamaha with the red mic? Or uh, I can't remember what. Sony, it's Sony. Sony, I think it was. Yeah, it's Sony. Yeah. yeah. My, mine is not working so well. But, yeah, they're oh. brilliant little things. They're hard to get now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I found mine for $10 at some kind of secondhand store in Vancouver. So um, awesome. that was yeah. a find. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a, um, Tim, you can take over this conversation any point. Like I have a whole bunch of little things. Um, <laughs> you mentioned making sound effects uh, as well. Did you want to mention the podcasts and shows you've done sound effects for? And Sure. Um, and I know that you also mentioned plastic music just in passing and, yeah. and Jacob and because and um, I really like plastic music as well and the couple of releases that they put out, the – Birds of North America one is one of my yeah. favorite kind of electronic albums. That's great. Um, did yeah. you want to talk about some of the, you know, the creatures of yes and those sorts of things that you've been <laughs> involved in? So Jacob from, um, um, plastic music. Um, he also has, uh, a solo project. Oh, that I can't remember right now, but he, um, he, he's in a band now, called sounds of series yes um and they have an album coming out i think probably the same day that flutterama is coming out um nice but he he i'm not sure i think he's probably involved with that band musically but i know that he's also sort of like uh like the master of lasers like he's he he will do a laser show uh as they as they perform okay um uh he also has a puppet show um, that is filmed with um, 1970s era technology. Not a puppet show. It's a TV show done with puppets, almost like, like Sesame Street a little bit, but like mm. they have their own stories. And um, it's beautiful to, to see and to hear. It's a little bit like a, an exercise in, in time travel where he's, mm. he's like, like putting this back there. Um, and, um, and, um, I've made some sound effects for that program. Um, usually it's like, I, I just kind of compiled a sound effect library. He, he will ask me for some things and then I will just, uh, I will send him my library. And then as he's making it, he will kind of choose from there and use it. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, I made a couple libraries for him of, of that. And, uh, and, um, they, yeah, that's, I love, I love those, those programs. Um, and then, uh, that, yeah, that show just on that, that show is, is beautiful. I have been yeah. trying to work my way through all of their episodes. I think I'm about halfway. Um, and when you first shared it, uh, I remember the first episode you shared was the touching water for the first time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 
I really, I quote that, that episode very often. Yeah. <laughs> this is so wet. This is so wet. And um, my, my wife rolls her eyes at me. It's just such a, it, it's such a light and gentle um, show. Even though I know, I think some of their later ones, they've gone kind of a lot deeper and, and more heavy at times. There's such an innocence and um, also it's very beautiful with the physical effects. Yeah. Um, I've watched the behind the scenes of the way that Jacob is kind of filming it and doing a lot of physical effects, you know, stuff in front of the camera and reflection and and kind of, yeah, like it doesn't surprise me that he's done laser stuff because he he puts so much time and energy into the lighting and the the mm. way that that show looks, that it, it's just lovely. So yeah, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that for people who are interested to watch it. It's a, it's highly, uh, highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. And um, as that was going on, I was also involved in a narrative podcast um, called um, Orbiting Human Circus of the Air, mm. which... Um, is about uh, a janitor um, um, that lives in the Eiffel Tower, I guess. And mm-hmm. and there's a and there's a uh, I don't know if you've heard it, but there's there's like there's a um, a ballroom in the Eiffel Tower in in this in this version, and uh, and he and a stage show there. It's sort of like a radio show that's the most popular radio show in the world, and it it, it I don't know. When it is set, it may be that the that it um, that it's set in the, the you know nineteen twenties or something like this, but uh, mm. but it's a it's it's coming from like a different universe, and yeah. there's all these magical things that happen in it, and and um, I think for the for the audition for for that uh, show, I had to I had to make uh, sound effects of people giving. Uh, seals a bath um and like and make all the the water sounds and the and the I, I would make the uh the seal noises by like like uh getting water uh on a um a metal um a, a, a sheet of metal and and kind of rubbing it and making these squeaks <laughs> mm. and uh splashing around and but most yeah. mostly i made mostly i made um footsteps they had they had somebody else do a lot of the other the other um sound effects yeah, yeah. And I would so just, it seems like yeah. foley kind of work is something you really enjoy and probably include a bit in your own music um i remember when i so for context uh flying squirrel flight control was my first uh foray into your music I remember when that came out, um, I think it was um, Festus, I Am Not Out of My Mind, which was the single on the Asthmatic Kitty digital sampler for 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is really fascinating. <laughs> and then um, I bought the whole album and, you know, the first part of that it's just kind of like um, a sonic feast for your ears. Like there's all these zippers and like <laughs> different sounds that I would not have thought to kind of put into a song. And, you know, like um, 
there's there's something you do on that album where you rapidly like play the keys on what sounds to be some sort of like um, uh, accordion or something like this. Like it's very, very quick. And you've got the kind of not only the sound of the accordion, but the tapping and the like clicking of things. And it seems like, you know, with Flutterama and with Flying Scroll, sound design is something that you really love as well. Like, is this yeah. something that has grown as you've been writing songs? Yeah, I, th- I think it has. Like, I, things have changed from, from where I... Um, I mean, I've always been interested in the arrangements of, of things. And, and even the first album had, had sort of noisy parts, uh, that yes, experimental parts. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think with half handed cloud in general, like maybe my other bands, it was more about just like capturing a performance, the other bands mm. that, that, that I was part of, but like now it's more like, and half handed cloud in general is, is more about constructing some kind of like making, making an object instead of, yes. Um, yeah. Instead of just, yeah, I think I explained it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And that's a good point because I remember, I remember the first time I heard in order to be free, um, from learning about your scale. Oh yeah. Um, and there's the sound of the, eyeball or the plucking it out and i was just like <laughs> you hear this this marble you must have thrown at a symbol and it's a rube goldberg sort of effect around your headphones uh, and it just made me it made me laugh out loud even though it's a bit it's a bit grotesque but it's yes. kind of you managed to like walk that line of um humor and and you know taking the the scriptures seriously but also kind of like in a way that subverts expectations, I suppose. Um, mm. I don't know. I've noticed that sometimes with the way that you design uh, the sound and the way you construct lyrics and that sort of thing, you subvert the expectations of the listener and catch them out. Like I remember the first time I heard, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac and Newton. And, <laughs> you know, like you, you like everyone, maybe people who've grown up in the church are like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob you know, and then you throw in Newton and it causes you to go, what? oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Why not? And then it, it takes on a new meaning and it helps the listener to kind of not just go into autopilot. It's like when maybe this is too niche to say, but like, you know, it's a very, like when you change Bible translations, it's good for your brain to like not fall into the same patterns of reading the same thing in the same way. And when I hear you say like, you know, all oh, the spirit he poured out on us richly through the spout, you know, on us richly <laughs> through Jesus, our savior, yeah. like it feels <laughs> like it breaks, breaks my mind into going to a pattern of just hearing this as like, oh, that's that particular scripture. And so now I get this coming to my mind almost as like a monomic about how to remember a certain verse. And, and I found your yeah. music really encouraging in helping me also memorize parts of scripture. Like I have always found that song and rhyme and rhythm have helped me to memorize things and recall them to mind. Like um, there's actually an Australian group called Sons of Korah who put the Psalms to music and they've also been really encouraging to me. But okay. yeah, sorry, I'm talking too much, but I, I just wanted to say like I really enjoy that about your <laughs> yeah. writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, the... 
I I love the tradition of uh, of scripture song, and um, mm. and I mean that's that's something I enjoyed when I I first heard Soul Junk too. Is just that that I loved yes. getting to hear those uh, those songs um, and and to recognize the Bible parts. Uh, and you know, as I read the Bible, I will see like their songs in there and and. Um, and yeah, for Flying Scroll, it was it was just about like finding all the places where uh, it seemed like um, there were early hymns uh, in the um, in the New Testament, and early kind of ancient Christian hymns. That uh, mm. and then I wanted to we don't we don't know what those sounded like, so I wanted to set those to music. But it, I mean, yeah. in, in some way, it's. Uh, in some way it's, it's an act of devotion, but it's also of like, like recognizing all the times I'm not devoted and how, and how I, I need, I need those, you know, making it just because I need it because I'm not devoted and I, and I need to be like, Mm. I need these, these scriptures kind of running in and out of my head in order to, Mm. in order to kind of remember and, and, uh, you know, it, it can activate, um, my, my, my actions in the world. And, uh, mm. and yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Most, most definitely. Um, you mentioned soul junk. Um, you, you were the person who got me onto soul junk. Actually. <laughs> I remember you shared, I think it was 1955. Is that the one with, um, peace, peace, peace? Uh, I can't remember. 1951. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 1951. I get so lost with the numbering systems of their different sure. albums, but that's. Um, do you want to? You've you've worked with Glenn Galloway, or you know Glenn Galloway is. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little. I mean, did you I've, want to tell me a little bit about your experiences with him and and their music, if if yeah. you'd like? Sure. I think somebody. I I my my friend Brandon who drums a lot with Half Handed Cloud. And was was part mm. of all my other bands that I got to be a part of um, before Half Handed Cloud. Um, Brandon um, got into got into Danielson. I don't know how he got into Danielson, yes. um, but he he was into them. And we shared a painting studio at the time. We were both studying um, art at the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga, and mm-hmm. um, Brandon would play. Danielson in the, uh, in our painting studio. And I just, I didn't know what to think of that. <laughs> I was a little surprised by it. And, uh, and, um, but, but pretty soon it grew on me and I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting this, like all the humor and all the, the different, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and like, I'd already been a big fan of like math rock, um, and mm. there's a lot of that in, in Danielson. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so then it, it just, it really clicked and, and, um, somebody, I think somebody heard that, that I, that I was into Danielson and they also said, well, you should check out soul junk too. And so I got in mm. to them as well. And those guys are, those guys are really good friends, Daniel and Glenn from soul junk. And, um, Daniel has produced a few of, of, uh, the soul junk records. And, um, and I, so I just know, I guess probably I didn't, 
Mm, when did I meet? I must. I must have not. I must have met uh, Glenn when Soul Junk played at Cornerstone. When uh, Half Handed Cloud, I played there just one time uh, in mm. the summer of two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one. And uh, so that's when I met, and we kind of kept in touch. And uh, I had sent. I think I sent uh, like the CDR version of learning about your scale to the soul junk address in San Diego. And, uh, and so, and somehow Glenn's brother, John, who played bass in soul junk ended up with that CDR. And at some, at one point he put two and two together and was like, Oh, that's that guy. <laughs> that's that weird guy. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, uh, he's a really great guy too. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Glenn, Glenn, I love, uh, I love hearing Glenn talk about different things. He has, I, I'm, you know, this too. He has some great interviews mm. on podcasts and, um, yeah. and, and just, just a lovely guy and, uh, makes super interesting music. Um, lots of big, big genre shifts, even in the, in the same album yeah. sometimes. And, mm. uh, and, um, and, uh, he, uh, yeah, we've, I don't, I would just see him in San Diego when we go down there or, uh, there's a couple of times we, we did a, I, I guess we did one tour together, like a few shows, like maybe five shows and played in, played in a bus that was a venue in Oakland and nice. played, uh, yeah, a couple other places. I, I guess that the, the last part of that tour, uh, it was just, it was just him and like his son and daughter with him and he would just play. And his, his son was like, I guess 11 and his daughter was maybe mm. like, you know, eight or something like that. And, uh, and, uh, amazing. yeah, <laughs> they would play and they, and they invited me to play, uh, on stage with them. And so I, I played a little, I don't know. I would just like make up stuff and, uh, try to play, but he, you know, he's like, he was in this band Truman's water, which I know you guys have talked about on the podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, Beck was a, a huge fan of Truman's Water and brought oh, uh, wow. brought them on tour with him when he did did his first major tour. I, that's what I, I think so. And uh, he would get he would get Truman's Water to like try to come on stage and sabotage the Beck sta- uh, set. And um, and uh, every for a while there, every time uh, Beck would play in San Diego, uh, two tickets. Uh, would arrive in the mail for Glenn to come to the Beck show, you know, and that's very nice. Yeah. So those guys are friends and, and it's interesting. I wouldn't have put those two artists together. I mean, I don't know a ton of Beck, but Truman's waters feel so chaotic compared yeah. to what I've heard of Beck. <laughs> there's, yeah. uh, there's, there's some stuff that, where you could, you could really see it. And, and the way that both Glenn and uh, Beck kind of flirt with hip hop a little bit. Yeah, this. yeah, that's that's um true. On the like nineteen sixty ish releases, I think nineteen fifty six and fifty five. Those are big oh, okay. ones for for the hip hop. Oh, fifty seven, right. fifty eight. Those are all yeah, big hip hop ones. Right. Sorry. Um. Again, okay. <laughs> I get confused by the numbering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah. Glenn. I since you you put me on to different interviews. There's one with um God spilled or god pilled or something that came yeah. out recently that was really good and then there was another 
And I, because I'd been listening to so much of it, I um, gave, yeah, that popular Truman's Water release to Josh to have a listen to. Yeah. I think we both found a little too, like, chaotic um, at times, but it's so fascinating to listen to, yeah, his his sound evolution because, yeah, I keep coming back to Soul Junk in the same way that I remember your music and your lyrics with certain lines from scripture kind of standing out, but but coming back in a very interesting way, <laughs> not uh-huh. just kind of like, here's the quote, but like the way that they sing it is um, very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so... Oh, and by the way, for listeners who are interested, uh, there is so much to kind of like uncover when we're talking about like Danielson and and all this sort of thing. May I recommend a documentary called Make a Joyful Noise Here, the Danielson family um, band, I think it's called. Um, it's on Vimeo. You can buy it or hire it. And I found this really interesting to kind of look at the evolution of Danielson um, and, you know, his record label and and then also you're in it too aren't you john like um i remember there's a couple of concerts when you're in this this documentary um obviously along with sufyan because you guys were all kind of touring around at the same time i believe yeah at various times i mean i'm just there for for a second it's mostly about danielson and uh and sufyan in the in his band and and how Mm. uh sufyan is a uh, Danielson is a is kind of a mentor for Sufyan and um, yeah, that's a that's a great film uh, made by uh, J. L. Aronson and um, who's also a good friend of ours. Yeah, uh, nice. Because um, I remember the first <laughs> I remember the first time I bought um, well, not the I, the only time I've bought Seven Swans. Um, I was looking at the CD one time. This was back in uni, maybe like 2008, 2007. Hmm. And I was looking at the credits. And I was like, everyone here has the last name Smith. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was looking, I was like, all right, this is interesting. And then through that documentary, kind of, I saw that Seven Swans was kind of recorded and produced by, you know, a lot of the members of the Danielson family band. They kind of played along with these songs that, Sufyan had been touring with, um, along with them. And, um, and so that's really, it's such a, I don't know, it's, it's quite a different album than his other ones. And it's grown on me over the many years that I've been listening to it, Mm. um, in a way that other ones haven't. And I, and I like that influence, that different kind of, you know, other new blood in different ways. I don't Mm. know. So, yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Can I come back to your music for a moment? I want to, um, I, I have you here. I have so many questions. Um, okay. um, one thing I've always wondered, how on earth do you write a high thunder cloud song? <laughs> um, so I am sort of getting, getting melodies a lot of times, like, um, mm. where, I mean, sometimes it's like in my sleep or like around the time of, of, of waking up or going to sleep or, um, um, and it'll just, it'll just be a melody. Of course, in my mind, uh, it also has chords with it. So I have to go and like find a, a guitar or a piano and, and try to get it 
get it down and or like or um if i don't have access to that i have to like sing into a little mm. recorder i have and kind of hum, also hum a counter melody or something just to kind of give it chord context um yeah and so i have a a collection of these like you know a few few hundred probably um yeah. and and i'm and i'm sure a lot of people do but uh uh and and then i'm also taking taking notes or at least i did um in california a lot like i would go to lectures and uh we we would go to church um a couple times a weekend usually um mm. and um and you know taking that's a lot of that will spark ideas for songs or directions um and yeah i guess if i have a if i have a theme like i'll just go back and look through my notes and kind of fit things with um fit things together Um, that's usually what happens it usually doesn't it usually kind of never starts on an instrument never starts on a a guitar or a piano i i mean i have written some that way but but that's it's more um it's more likely to come through uh just singing um and you know the melody is is key for for those things yeah Um, and that makes a lot of sense from what i have heard of your music throughout the years that your melodies are so strong. Um, they are so memorable. And even on this, I found myself like, you know, you were gracious and, and Asthmatic Kitty were very kind to send through the album early. So I was able to listen to bits. And, you know, I just am like, there's more. There's more melodies that like, you know, you've been writing. This is your seventh LP and who knows how many hundreds of songs you've released. And, and you are still kind of finding really different and interesting ways to kind of arrange the <laughs> just the 12 notes of the chromatic scale. Or, you know, like <laughs> it's really, you know, things like um, Trick Leash. I love, oh, yeah. love, love that track. The <laughs> ending, like the, um, it's, oh, yeah. so, it's so playful and fun. Like, did that melody just come to you or is this something that you were fooling around and playing that kind of thing? I think, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had like the main vocal melody. Well, that's the other thing. So when I'm, when I'm making the, um, when I make, I usually make a demo for everything and, uh, Mm. uh, I'll have a whole, um, uh, like, like with an arrangement and that demo, um, I, I love getting to make that because I can also work in other, other melodies and things like counter melodies and, and, um, and, um, that, yeah, that song, I think on the, on the recording at the end, it's, uh, it's not a, it's not a synthesizer part. It's like a distorted piano part. Uh, yes. That comes. Yeah. I I got that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, uh, that song, do you know, do you know about, uh, like the this sort of like invisible dog um prank um uh, prank leash like it's a t- a toy do you know about these these things like um so is it like when the the leash is um got a like a a wire in it so yeah. that the it stands up by itself yeah yeah yep 
Yeah. I've, I've only, it reminds me of Back to the Future number two when the dog is being walked by a little robot, but I haven't actually seen, I haven't seen these trick leashes oh. in public. Is, yeah. What's the connection with the, the song? <laughs> well, well, I, th- in my mind, it was like, like, um, well, I, I mean, I don't, I think we actually had one of these and, but it's, it's just like, it's just like kind of a, uh, like a goofy toy and like you can mm. only basically you just use it one time, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous, but, um, <laughs> but, but in my mind, it's like God, God is, is walking us, us on, on the leash. Like we're submitting to him. We're, we're being mm. led by him. And, um, but when we don't show up in this world, we make him look like a weirdo. So he's, He's the one, he's holding an invisible lease just because we're not showing up. <laughs> we're not being, you know, so it, it, it shouldn't be a trick leash, but it, but it is. Right. Be, um, I've got to, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm going to give, I'm going to give that a little bit of a thought. Sorry. Okay. When you say we, we should um, say it again, we don't show up. So, right. you know, for creation waits with eager longing to reveal the children of God when hope's not seen. And please don't feel upset that children are like pets if we vanish out of sight. So tether us to your chest. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Can I just confirm? Yeah. The trick leash, is the dog there and the human not? Or is it the human there and the dog is not? The uh, There is, well, in the song, there's no dog. It's just right. It's just okay. us. I had it the yeah. reverse in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. I had it that there was a, there was like a dog walking around with a leash that was that was, um, you know, up to nothing and there was no one holding it. Yes, I know what you mean. Okay. That's, that's very clever. I really like that, <laughs> that perspective on God is waiting, it, you know, creation's waiting with a longing to reveal yeah. the children of God. Oh, I really like that now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, you see, I've, I've been trying to dig into these lyrics, but it's honestly like drinking straight Ribena sometimes. Like, you know, it's not being diluted and I'm just trying to like, it's an onslaught of sound and, and lyric and it's fantastic, but it usually takes me years to really get your albums. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm trying to do to talk about it with two weeks. <laughs> oh. But um, but um, no, that's great. That's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was one of so my some of my standouts from the album. I really loved, um, like I said, swallowing the water you walk on. Mm-hmm. Um, that piano at the start is fantastic. Um, Trick leash was really really good, and Anamnesis. Um, I really like again. It's the subversion of um, and the kind of tricky lyrics. The under your breath, I really liked. You know, we mm-hmm. like to hear yeah. you speak. Blessed be the meek, but are suspicious of technique. You know, yeah, um, and that's and that's because sometimes we're like, oh, you know, we love that in the Bible, but it, you know, in practice, sometimes we do we don't really like being meek. We don't like being mild. We don't like the actuality of the thing, uh-huh. <laughs> or what it means for people who have a lot. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, and what that means for people who do have enough and need to share, and, and it's it's an uncomfortable thing. So. Um, I, I like the way you kind of phrase things to kind of subvert, subvert these expectations. It's, huh, it's cool. very cool. Uh, yeah. 
Um, that, sorry, just that, on like songwriting. Mm. Oh no, sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say that that's my wife's favorite one. Is uh, yes, under your breath. And is that based upon the Julie Canlis um, book? Yes, uh, s- sort of. I mean, I I read that and um, theolo- a theology of the ordinary. I think is the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of the song is like an argument for a quieter faith, like uh, like not mm-hmm. um, not uh, not sort of like in your face about it. Although you know, I mean. There's a time for like being revealed, but like if you're if you're not um if you're not uh like out and uh bold with your faith, um you uh I think some some to some extent you can feel guilty about it and I I feel like mm. maybe there's no need for that. Like we can <laughs> we can Yeah we can, uh, that's acceptable to just to be kind of, or just, or to have kind of a gateway between those, like not like there are steps between being completely quiet about it and, and having like raging zeal about, uh, yeah, (laughs) that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, well, I like your line for brother and sister, you can show up in a whisper instead of a whirlwind to lead a life that is quiet instead of a riot. Won't you hallow all the works of our hands? And I think I totally, uh, so I think my wife has read bits of that book. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, so we were at Regent for a little bit in, in Vancouver, Regent Bible College, and she things about the themes of of the, the ordinary being sacred are very big there, like yeah. um, honouring the small, quiet things in life, the mm. like having a house you know, where people feel cared for and loved and where meals are important and where, you know, you know, these are the things which are small and sometimes contemptible in the eyes of the world, mm. um, but are really valuable, you know. Um, she she could probably talk about this much better than I, <laughs> but, you know, how how Jesus is, is either coming from or going to or at a meal in the Bible very often and that mm. these ordinary things are are still very important. Um, yeah. So yeah, I should read. I should read that book or and get into her sure stuff because I've heard it's great. It's not. It's not even very long. And I, John mm. Van Dusen gave it to me when he and his wife Anna Babe were here in Helsinki. They they, oh, nice. they had it with them and they told me about. There's a documentary that kind of um, is about mostly about her her husband. Uh, Godspeed. Is it? Yes, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so that, that he was talking about those different things and he's, I think he's friends with them cause they live in Washington state now. And, uh, mm, yeah. and so, um, yeah, he gave that to us and, and I also like taking the ordinary, um, is, is really a, like a theme of, of half in a cloud, uh, like kind mm. of redeeming these sort of everyday common objects and like fitting them with sound, uh, and like kind of, um, like a sort of thrift store aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Um, well this, this album, and I mean, a lot of your albums, you've had so many ordinary items used in extraordinary, extraordinary ways, balloons, 
I like oh, the yeah. theme of balloons and the way that you've used them evidently on Amanesis and, and other tracks as well. And the fact that your deluxe edition comes with balloons at first, I was <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> but, um, you know, the, you often have um, really a really interesting instrument list on your albums okay. and I'm scratching my head sometimes as, as to where this, this instrument was used and how it was used. And, you know, even on handles, I, I think I said to you, Oh, I like that synth. And you're like, it's not a synth, it's a wood block. And I <laughs> wouldn't have, w- wouldn't have uh, pictured that. So no, that's, that's really cool. I, I like that, that imbued in your music is also the theme of the ordinary being hallowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, made holy, and that's that's very cool. Yeah, I think you've used vacuum cleaners in your songs before. Is that right? On some of the early like uh, halos or um, hmm. thighs, word and feet need lamps. Hmm. I, I saw some some image of you recording a vacuum cleaner, but I could be totally wrong. So, apologies. oh, I think we didn't use it. We were it was a picture of something. I don't think I ever used a vacuum okay. cleaner on. On a uh, okay recording, although, uh, but somebody who does use a vacuum cleaner really well is this band, uh, the Music Tapes, which is Julian from that that same podcast that I made um, um, that I made footsteps for. They have a right. They have right. a song. Is it, he the guy from Neutral Milk? He yeah. He's also in in Neutral Milk Hotel, mostly playing like singing saw and. Uh, bass guitar mm. and bowed banjo, which is a beautiful thing. Almost sounds like a string quartet, though, at least the way wow. he does it. I've ne- never thought to bow a banjo. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. I'll have to check. I, I knew that you had done sounds for that. Um, and I think it was on my list. I have a ridiculously long list of random things that I've always wanted to check out and I yeah. get there very slowly, but I'll, sure. I should bump that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, something, uh, so just about your songwriting and how you build a song, it, it really makes sense that the melody is key because I feel like the melody is, is kind of almost um, the central thing within your song and it feels like there can be chaos around the melody, mm. but the melody always stays really, really present and really, um, really rhythmic and in time and, and, um, and solid, like, I think that was something that was astounding about flying, sc- flying scroll flight control for me. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like you had recorded your voice perfectly in time and then you'd put as much chaos around it that your <laughs> voice wasn't even bothered by it. You know, it was just like <laughs> it's just kind of continuing through, you know, all these really interesting distracting sounds. Like I have no idea how you play these songs because I would be put off by my own playing all these other parts, but I've seen you play these and you you can kind of multitask in a way that I've not seen performers do before. <laughs> it doesn't always work. It's kind of, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I try. Yeah, we're, we're hoping you to- seem to pull it off pretty well from my <laughs> perspective. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, I've just always wondered, like, how do you write these things? But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I don't want to know too much because you know I don't want to like ruin the you know the no not that there's any ruining of the magic, but like I want you to not feel like you have to reveal the inner workings of everything. But it's okay. nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, something, uh, I'm just trying to think it, 
how much more time do you want to go for? Like um, there's some, because I don't want to take up, I know that you have yeah. other responsibilities and that sort well, of thing. No, it's good to talk a little more. Um, my wife says she's, she. I just got a text and she says she's heading slowly home. So, cool. uh, so we can still talk until they, they will probably at some point yeah. they will, they will get home and they will rush in here and then maybe that's about the yep. time to stop. So <laughs> it sounds good. So maybe have well, five or 10 minutes, but yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about visual art because mm. your artwork, I know that you did art and you mentioned it before as a, as what you studied in university or college yeah. and, and on each album your artwork i love looking over it and i love being able to get it on vinyl and see it up close and and you've done stuff like mm-hmm. on stowaways which is very very collagey with like elastic bands and mm-hmm. corrugated cardboard and then there's flying scroll which looks like um it's more painted and this one looks like kind of a mix of the two is mm-hmm. that true or what kinds of you know how does your art like play a big part in half-handed cloud yeah i think it's really important to to uh it's it's a big part of it and um even as i'm making the songs i'm, I'm sort of a, approaching them as as a, a painter or a collage artist um because i don't really have i don't have musical training or anything i i don't um but uh but so the um, yeah, I mean, I guess usually I, I do make the music first. Um, the album is basically done before I start on the art, but then I, I try mm. to, um, find images that, um, that complement the, the, the sounds. And, um, uh, for this one, I, I, I wanted to, for, for Flutterama, I wanted to also make a, a, make it sort of handmade in a way. Um, uh, like in the past, if I had, if I had a, um, a figure to, if I had figures in the artwork, I would, um, draw them, then copy it, um, at a copy machine, I would copy it onto uh, watercolor paper or, or like a little bit heavier drawing paper. Uh, but this, okay. this time when I was make, making, uh, the artwork, um, we didn't, um, we didn't have the copy machine, the copy machines are all at the libraries here and they were closed because of the pandemic. So I was trying yeah. to figure yeah. out how do I do this? Like, what do I, what do I do? And somehow stumbled apart upon this, uh, old, like, um, 180 year old, uh, blueprint making process, uh, cyanotypes. And, uh, yes. so I, so I made, uh, the drawings and then, and then use the sun to, um, um, transfer the, the image onto paper through a a chemical, uh, um, chemical coated paper process. Um, and then sort of washing it in the water and, and letting it dry. And, and, um, Mm. it's, uh, yeah. So there's kind of on this artwork, there are no, I think there's no blacks in any of the art. Uh, right. I can see, I'm staring at a big yeah. picture of the front cover and I can see, yeah, that all the outlines are kind of bluish. It's all blue from um, the cyanotype. Yeah. yeah. 
That's beautiful. I remember when you told me about this, I, I had to kind of look up the Wikipedia page to kind of get my head around it. It's it's really, really clever and it looks beautiful. And um, congratulations on those little booklets. Like they all oh, yeah. sold out so quickly. People really wanted them. <laughs> the <laughs> artist books, they look yeah, yeah. lovely. A surprise, yeah. Um, I would I would like to make more. I don't know if I will have a chance this week before we leave Finland, but but it would be good to have mm. a couple of those on tour, if if possible. Yep. Um, but they're a little bit hard to make. Like they take a lot of different stages, uh, and you have to wait for yep. just the right weather. So like if it's a rainy day, you can't do anything about it. Mm. And yeah, um, yeah. Hey, um, do you want to quickly interject? Mm. Where is the tour happening and, and, and oh, who sure. are you touring with and what's happening there? Yeah, um, let's see. Well, we, in America, we'll be in America this summer. We'll mostly be based uh, outside of Philadelphia. Um, and uh, so heading down from there um, uh, the week after the album comes out. So, mm. uh, I mean, I will be going down south um through virginia i would be great to have a show there i don't know if that's going to work out and i was hoping mm. i would have a show in Asheville, north carolina uh i don't know if that's going to work out but then the first real show um for now would be in nashville tennessee and mm-hmm. um and then um atlanta georgia i'm playing in a um burrito shop and nice. uh, and in Chattanooga, it'll be a, a bar uh, called uh, Cherry Street Tavern, playing with somebody who um, is a sideman for Bright Eyes, or I think that guy, the guy from Bright Eyes, oh. maybe. Yeah. So, um, oh, what's his name? Connor know. Oberst. Yeah, I. Th- um, if so someone in his band, or well. I might be getting that guy mixed up with somebody else. I don't know. Sure. But uh, it's, it's a, he's a sideman f- for a band like that, and he's the headliner for the Chattanooga show. Um, yeah, nice. And uh, it'd be great to play Chattanooga because I have, I have a lot of history there and friends there. Uh, and then yeah, and you grew up there, didn't you? Well, I went to college there. I, didn't, I grew up in, uh, in North Carolina, Western North Carolina, um, at least right. from the age of eight or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then after that, there'll be like, I hope, I hope I can play in Knoxville, Tennessee, but, but I, I don't know if I can get a show there. And, uh, it's, I mean, it's somehow it's just really hard to get shows now. I don't, um, maybe just because I haven't, I haven't been there for 10 years, like, uh, yeah. like in this, this region of the country. Um, uh, and then I'm playing in Philadelphia. That'll be the last show. And that's with a band called the chairman dances a philadelphia oh, band yes yeah 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 i do know of yeah them. you might know them yeah. i can't remember eric can't remember. um eric Crusen. maybe josh has told me yeah uh and um yeah so playing playing a show there and maybe i can see some other friends there and uh so it's just a little show but it's but it's also a little bit like if if people want to see Afghan cloud like this is probably the time to do it because I don't know when I'm going to get to mm. back to America and and do some touring again. Yeah. And um I am just gutted that I'm so far away right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I have played I have no, played in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah played, you told me that. But, I yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, should have gotten into your music sooner so I okay. could have been over there and watched. But <laughs> it's my own fault. No, um, <laughs> I hope that goes really well. That sounds great. Are you playing? Um, are you doing like a combination of solo with some other um, backing track kind of things like you've done, or are you calling on some some friends from like Wookie Back or other bands uh, to kind of play along? Or wow, that would be great. I did think about. I did ask Brandon Buckner from from Chattanooga to see if he wanted to play, uh, hmm. the tour with me. Um, I, he's, he is pretty busy, I think mostly with family. Uh, he has two young hmm. kids and, uh, and then I, I, and at one point Sufjan was like, do you need, let me know if you need anything at all to help you with the tour. And I was like, actually, do you want to come on tour with me <laughs> and be my drum <laughs> and be my drummer? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, uh, <laughs> and he said, <laughs> and he said, um, I mean, I think he has plans actually, I guess legitimate plans. He's going to be hanging out oh, yeah, with, yeah. uh, some of his friends that weekend, but, but, uh, yeah. still <laughs> hopefully, that hopefully been fun. you get a drummer of some sort. Yeah. yeah that would have been really nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, cool. it's more fun to play with, with people. I had, I had a friend in, in, uh, in the Bay area named Anthony E.O. Murray, who would, uh, he would he would play uh, the Bay Area shows, and for a couple of years we'd do shows, and that was really fun. And sometimes my wife would would help us too. Um, and um, but yeah, this tour will just be me and a dictaphone, and uh, and you know sometimes I will use that, and sometimes I won't. And I think mm-hmm. I will have a set of tuned desk bells uh, to play okay. too. So. Am I, and uh, the yeah. like, did you say desk bells? Yes. Yeah. Like if yeah, you like, the, I, yeah, if you go to you a hotel podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You um, saw those. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it fully, but, um, they're kind of like what you, like a bell choir sort of thing, but you press the top. Yeah. Or yeah. If you go to a hotel and you want to get somebody's attention, you're like, ding, ding, I'm here. Yep. And, uh, it's like that. And, and yeah, I can borrow, uh, my, um, father-in-law's trombone and his guitar and his banjo. And, uh, right. So yeah, that's really good. Better than extra baggage on Finnish airlines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have enough that's to carry. Great. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wish you all the best. I hope Thanks. that goes really, really well. And I hope that, um, yeah, those other shows happen um, and yeah, that, that's really cool that you can do a little mini tour, um, when the album's released because, um, yeah, it's just always nice to kind of get people hearing it and, and buying it and seeing yeah. it in person. That's great. So, yeah. 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 It would have been a shame not to do it. Um, just because I'm there, you know, like I should just do this. Mm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really cool. I think we were talking about visual art. That's mm. right. And um, and I love I love what you've done with this new one. I love the kind of um, fabricy looking mm. um, yeah the parts of yes. it as well. Like you've got um kind of uh, yeah the top half is like fabric it looks, and then you've also got it kind of cut out and stitched around a, what I can see is like a reel to reel tape reel. Um, Yes. And that's really neat. I like that. The kind of, you did that, um, on, uh, I remember I bought a, a copy of your, um, 
I don't have a bib, but the physical version, oh, yeah. and you'd like cut out a little cloud over the CD and oh, yeah. and done artwork, kind of seeing through. I like that. It's really <laughs> neat. The uh, it looks like a reel to reel. It's actually a Super Eight uh, um, film. Oh, okay. It's made yep. to look like a reel to reel, but it's smaller than that. Um, mm. And the top half uh, is a book cover, and. Uh, and then I used uh, sort of press-on letters to spell out the the name "Half-Handed Cloud" um, yep. onto the onto the book cover. And then there's a a kind of a ribbon of cyanotype uh, um, children that have been that's been yes. painted in the middle. And there's another like kind of book spine that has sort of like a rainbow. Um, Rain, blocks of of color sort of like a rainbow yeah yeah i really like that it it reminds me a lot of stowaways in the kind of um yeah like it felt like parts of like old school library inserts and that sort mm. of thing um mm. yeah i i dig that nice that's very cool yeah so i guess um yeah there's it, like lots of little things i'm just trying to think about how to so I, as you know, with this podcast, I, I chat about albums and I, I have been listening through and writing all these little notes, which I'll probably talk about on the next podcast that we do or one after after the album comes out. Yeah. And I'll go through in detail about things that I loved and 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 kind of all the different parts of it. Was there a, something that's interesting? So um, you and I have a connection with John Van Dusen, yeah. who I spoke to recently. Um, and we, you've talked about how the Anacortes music scene is quite, um, quite wonderful and flourishing and, and, um, Phil Elvram, um, known mm-hmm. for the microphones and Mount Erie lives there too. And yeah. I'm kicking myself cause I didn't actually chat to John about his m- music, but uh-huh. afterwards John was telling me that, um, the up to Mount Erie's A Crow looked at me, which is n- uh, now only hmm. has, um, you know, uh, he, he said, Oh, this is the follow up because I told him I really enjoyed if enjoyed can be the word for a crow who looked at me. Um, <laughs> he's like, this is a really interesting follow up album because Phil was a neighbor and, you know, um, and it was a really rough time for Phil. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. I just recently listened to now only alongside your song. We won't survive this, mm. which which is really poignant because to me it feels like we won't survive this is like an anti-death song like um you know you're like we kind of said at the beginning the lyrics on this album feel a lot heavier um uh in some ways mm-hmm. um do you want to tell me about um we won't survive this and and uh or is there Maybe if that's too personal, is there something, another theme on this album that you wanted to tell me about or talk about? Um, I think in some ways We Won't Survive This is like a little bit about um, my friend Aaron Graves from the band Those Lavender Whales. Oh, uh, yes. And uh, and how um, he uh, he was like set to come... Uh, out to well he did 
he um he and I were in touch after I got back from living in Belgium and um mm-hmm. and I and he sent me the the first um those lavender whales album uh or we traded or something like that and um and uh, I really I I loved it it was it's called uh Tomahawk of Praise and um a tomahawk and of praise yeah he's a, he's that. yeah he's a great guy uh and um he but he um got uh i, I don't think he was i don't think he was even 30 years old and he got um diagnosed with um brain cancer had a brain tumor hmm. and um and so i um some of that, like, some of this is like trying to wrestle with that, like a little bit of survivor's guilt and like wondering, like, because in my mind, like people like Aaron, um, they were, you know, he was, he was making something, um, and other people like John Van Dusen and the band, even Oxen. And I, I just saw this sort of new, new generation of, uh, of bands coming up and and also thinking like well maybe half hand and cloud is not going to keep going and this other band can sort of these other bands can kind of just like take over and and keep something going um and i you know i don't i don't know i don't know how long i can keep doing half hand and cloud with with all the financial pressures and you know trying to trying to find work and uh raising our our four children and these kinds of things. Mm. I mean, I, I can, I probably can make things, but it, it you know, there, it just, it just gets really spread out. Uh, and, mm. uh, but, uh, you know, and then to see that, uh, I love this album of Aaron's of, uh, those lavender whales. And, and then he, he, you know, he's, he's got this cancer and, and, uh, I just was, I just couldn't believe it, you know? And, uh, and mm. any of us can, and and thinking about like how well any of us can die at any time we have, you know, and I talked about like different ways people, people could, I mean, I was at one point I was mugged, uh, and, um, mm. and, uh, had, uh, you know, had the, they used their pistol to strike me in the face and it put a hole right through, um, uh, my, my face and my, my upper lip and, uh, mm. and, you know, um, I thought, well, you know, maybe that was the way I could have gone. And, and, um, mm. and, uh, yeah, sort of like in the song, I list different ways of, of people dying, you know, maybe from, from mugging or like, like a drug overdose or, um, or, you know, sunburn, like cancer, just, just kind of melanomas. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of no reason, you know, and, um, and, um, but there is, yeah, there is hope. Like, um, like, I mean, death is an interruption and, um, there is a way through this. And I, and I, and I don't, um, I don't, I don't really see the afterlife as like, as all, I don't see it as all about like, like, uh, I don't re, sort of reuniting with grandma or. Like, I, I mean, maybe that, maybe that's part of it. I don't really know. Um, Mm. but, but like, I, 
I, um, I, I mean, I think about it as, as like a way to be like fully, um, fully, um, at one with our creator, um, in a way that, that we, we haven't been able to do here. Um, and that's, that's kind of the main thing. Like, I don't, I don't see heaven as like a, as a, as a place where we go so much as I see, I see more as a person. Like we, we are, we are with our creator. Um, um, and so that, that's, that's sort of the hope I, I hold on to. We, mm. you know, he, he dismantled death, uh, in his, in his sacrifice on the cross and, and his resurrection. And, um, and so it, that's kind of in the, in the song a little bit. And, mm. you know, and, and I'm thinking about death some here because here I am in, in Finland and I can't get to these funerals. Like I can't go to, I can't, yeah. I couldn't go to Aaron's funeral. I couldn't go. He, mm. he ended up dying years later after they made a second album, but my, my father died. I couldn't go to his funeral. My, my mm. grandfather. Um, and so there's, you know, we're away and I'm kind of, I mean, this pandemic's been going on and there's been isolation, but I've, I've been isolated for seven years, mm. you know, I'm just sort of like trying to figure all that out and what it means to, yeah. what it means to make, you know, as I'm in, a, when I'm in Europe, I sort of make, try to make art and music and try to wonder well, what did, what does it mean to be from, from America and make American art and like this sort of unfinished experiment of, of America and, and, uh, mm. and to, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Finland, but I'm not of Finland in, in a way. Mm. So I'm, I, and I'm thinking about the implications of that and the parallels between, uh, my life and, in, um, Christianity and, and, uh, the music scene and these sorts yeah. of things. So all, all those are, are, are swirling around and fluttering or fluttering back and forth in, uh, this yeah. new album. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing. It's, yeah. it's, it's rough. And, yeah. um, I really appreciate you just kind of explaining that. And yeah, you, Again, you are my source of all great music at a lot of times. You also put me onto those lavender whales. And I remember listening to My Bones Are Singing and yeah. you talking about Aaron's death and he he writes some really beautiful lyrics as he reflects on mortality. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, the no, I Well, the anniversary of his of his of his death is tomorrow. Actually, right. so I'm really I'm thinking about him. Mm. Yeah, is um, but he, uh, I was supposed to be on my bones are singing. Uh, they they came to record it in Berkeley, but uh, oh, okay. But then um, we had to we moved to Finland uh, basically just weeks before they came, and so I didn't get to be on that record. But um, right, right. Uh, look, there, there's so much to dig as, as I've been listening. Like I said before, I feel like I am only just touching the surface with this album. Um, I guess I, I wanted to kind of wrap it up in some ways just here. I know um, sure. we, 
probably do another. Uh, I just probably need to go and, and help um, my oh, wife with our daughter in, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess I wanted to give you a chance to talk about this album and, and hopefully you feel like you've been able to explain some of the, you know, the ideas behind it and the lyrics and the, the processes and that sort of thing and, you know, your tour and, and influences and all this sort of um, this kind of stuff. And I've, I love that. I find it so interesting to hear how these songs and your music and your art are so connected with all these other things that you've introduced me to and, and other people have introduced me to. I, it, it just feels like a, a wonderful web of kind of connected creativity and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thanks, Asha. Um, yeah. Was there any kind of anything you wanted to like say about it just as we kind of close off or anything you wanted to tell listeners about checking out or anything like that? Mm, I guess um, I would say go to the Asthmatic Kitty website. There's a, um, a long description of the album, um, kind of a... Mm. Um, that goes into some of these things and, and it goes a little more into the influence of like pre-synthesizer tape music, which um, I was um, really inspired by uh, and, mm. and use that as sort of a template for um, a lot of these experiments. Um, not a template, but a, just a, just the fidelity of those recordings that they made back then yeah. and the, um, and what they did, um, I, th- I think that stuff is, is, uh, is, I mean, I, I got into that stuff while I was researching, um, for the Gemini circuits EP and trying to figure out, well, what is electronic music? And then discovering, oh, it wasn't always with synthesizers. It was yeah. with tape machines, um, well, I have a tape machine. What would what would it be like to try to make something like that? And that's sort of how uh, Flutteramas began. That's fantastic. I, I will definitely put a link in the show notes for people to just click and follow that okay. through. And um, yeah, yeah, you you shared things with me about this, and it blows my mind how people can kind of create music in so many unique ways. Um, yeah mm. it's just it's yeah. um astounding so yes yeah that's great that's very cool mm, yeah yeah well i thought i'd just yeah wrap up and say thank you again it's been a real honor um to kind of oh. chat with you and i really hope the album release goes like wonderfully and i hope <laughs> lots and lots of people get to hear this yeah uh, both through the tour and both online and all that sort of thing. And I am really excited to receive my LP in the mail sometime <laughs> in the middle of June, July. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll definitely share about that and, and uh, kind of make a show and dance because I'm excited. Oh, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Asher. And, uh, yeah, it's an honor to be here. Um, I've, been, uh, I've been listening to what we're listening to from the – first episode and uh and uh so a long time listener and it's good to be part of this this project you you and josh have thank you yeah, yeah. you you do provide a lot of the material i talk about so <laughs> I, I, it's a reciprocal so thank okay. you <laughs> all right all right 
Um, I'll see you around, John. Okay. Have a good night. Or have a good day. Thank you. Good night to you. Bye.